everyone welcome to the differential podcast my name is jp and today i got my co-host with me ab how's it going ab it's going well mate um hanging in there very excited to uh start off this new chapter with the podcast what's on the menu yeah yeah definitely we're going to talk about the ashes first test just what just ended yesterday <laughs> um didn't go too well for the three lions eh? oh mate um kind of kind of shambolic no just um just kind of felt like england would maybe after the series they'd have with, with india uh recently i thought maybe they'd come back with a little bit more um metal but mm. um poor performance just from the first ball really no yeah i mean they got uh just knocked over man like stark like what an opening i gotta say oh, unbelievable though. yeah yeah now he, I mean, mate, Mitch Stark, um, I, I know we talk about this all the time, but like he is just so, so good when he's on song. I mean, he hasn't, in my opinion, still come back to his, to his best. Um, and I know maybe he's still struggling for fitness a little bit, but I mean, that's what he does if he gets it right. And we saw this with uh, Brendan McCollum at the World Cup in uh in, in, in Australia in the final and he just you know he, that's what this is what he does <laughs> you yeah. you want him in your team no it was a crazy opening it just uh for Australia at least what what an opening to start with and for for England mm. I don't know yeah let's talk about the the state of England's opening partnership because it seems it seems yeah. like they're, they're missing something obviously right yeah yeah like Rory Burns that technique I just don't see how it how it works he's he's okay but that technique i just maybe i'm for some people right like let's look at steve smith steve smith Mm -hmm. doesn't have an orthodox technique right but it works for him it works really really well for him i can't say the same thing about rory burns or for that matter any of the other england openers i mean mate i don't know like um what what haven't they tried so far like they've got burns who's got a bizarre unorthodox tech unorthodox technique and they've got hamid who's who's kind of been promoted because dom sibley had to you know go back to the drawing board um i i honestly i I don't know who they try like this is what i was reading somewhere this is like the 17th different opening partnership since uh cook and strauss um i don't know when when's the last time they played but like 13 12 something um yeah i mean i don't know mate like rory rory burns um his his head just just goes so far over to one side now mind you i'm i'm no i'm no specialist in in batting technique i can barely uh hold the bat <laughs> but i still i still kind of feel like when I when I watch him play, I always feel like he's gonna fall over to the offside. If well, they ball. showed that right, like the uh, um, yeah. when they were talking, when they were showing his dismissal, they showed how far his front foot went across mm-hmm. him, yeah. like it was all the way beyond off stump. I'm like, how do you how do you keep balance like that? Um, and I don't know. He keeps his head cocked, and he does definitely, I don't know, move it when it comes time to playing a shot. I'm sure there's you know it's unnatural to hold the head pretty much pointed towards, you know, leg side when the ball is coming in. And then if you have to play an offside shot, 
I'm sure you have to kind of adjust your vision and stuff. So I think, I think it was uh, Shane Warren who said this, uh, but a lot of moving parts in uh, Rory Burns's technique. Yeah. And, um, you know, with, with guys like Mitch, Mitchell Stark, who I still, again, I don't think he's back on full form yet, but uh, that delivery, I mean, oh my God, that's not the one you want to get first up, do you? It's kind of like, it's kind of like a half volley on leg stump or almost a York run leg stump. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't want to take anything away from Burns. I mean, you know, yeah. it takes, it takes something just to be, be able to get to the international level, right? You have to be a good batsman. Mm-hmm. But once you get here, like it's a step up from first class cricket, right? So you got the best bowlers in the world. Yeah. And the, the Aussie attack is, if yeah. not the best, one of the best in the world. Right. It, so, yeah. And, and I just want to also add, um, not everybody that rules first class cricket can make that transition to international cricket. We've seen many, many cases who, you know, yeah. people who are like kings of uh, county or domestic cricket or whatever it is and they just don't have that conversion uh when it comes to being an international player and now there's a lot of factors contributing to it and like i do feel bad for you know uh guys like rory burns who do get picked on quite a lot because you know he, he he's he's had centuries he scored a few centuries i'm not sure how many I, i've i know i've seen him score his average isn't that great i mean it's what is it like 30 <laughs> Uh, let's be honest here <laughs> okay okay yeah. let's uh let's not uh like uh, dig uh rory burns's grave right now all right but i, I will just right. i will just say this uh for for any listeners who uh don't know it already just just brace yourselves um jackie phil over here mr jp <laughs> he is a by the numbers kind of guy all right so yeah, I don't hold back. for him a test match batting is averages it's that's just it it doesn't matter the name <laughs> You gotta have a 50 i don't care about you <laughs> okay um yeah i mean okay for an opener i could i could live with like 45 to be considered a you know good solid opener 30 is too low for me um but anyway let's talk about hamid uh you know how i feel about hamid like um I, he's got the technique he's got the technique right he's not as all over the place as as Burns is, but I don't know if he has that mentality because you got to have, you got to have grit when you're an opener, you got to be able to take a lot because some of these fast bowlers, they come at you. Yeah. Like Starks, Hazelwood, they are mentally going after you. Yeah. So if, I don't know um, if I see that from him. I mean, it's, it's the Aussies mate. Like they go after every, everybody, excuse me. And um, I think, I don't know. I don't know what you feel about this, but like, I don't see Hamid um, as as a modern test batsman. He's he's very very old school, isn't he? He's a blocker. He, mm. he kind of likes to defend. He doesn't really take the attack to the bowling side. Yeah. And I don't know with um with with everything that's going on white ball cricket. I I feel like that kind of has to come in. But um, I don't know what you think about that. Do you think he's a blocker? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm looking at the scorecard. He in the first innings, he made 25 runs off of 75 balls. Yeah. So, not the worst strike rate. Mm-hmm. Actually, Ben Stokes was even worse. Uh, his strike, uh, Habib's strike rate was 33, uh, or thereabouts, and Ben Stokes had 23. But Ben Stokes didn't last that long. Yeah. So he's to me, he's he's pretty much kind of like Pujara uh, on the India squad. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pujara obviously is more seasoned and he's more well established. 
Mm-hmm. Would you say Dravid? Like uh, looking back, you know, going a bit old school here, the wall. Uh, <laughs> you know, he was he was considered a blocker. He wasn't, you know, a fast scorer. Um, would you call him a blocker? I think there's a difference between um, somebody that's blocking to survive and somebody who just has a good defense. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a fine distinction. I never thought Dravid was actually, when he was blocking, he was looking to survive. He was just looking to get in. Hamid kind of looks like he's on the back foot sometimes. And I don't know, like, uh, haven't seen all these great Aussie teams over the years. It's it's something that they're just bought up with to smell blood in the water, you know, um, as you would. And um, that's that's what I would say. Um yeah, it just seems like sometimes he's hanging on for dear life, or kind of like only thing he knows to do how is to block. But if you're talking about the wall, I mean, my God, mate, like this guy, he would sometimes block for forty balls. He would go without scoring, and then before you knew it, like next day he'd be on to his hundred. I mean, different different player. I I, I don't think it's fair to compare for our uh, Hamid to 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 Dravid. <laughs> yeah no no i'm not i'm not i'm just saying maybe in style right obviously dravid is like all-time great over here um, yeah i mean is nowhere near that at this point i um, mean that that's somebody you'd look forward i mean sorry that's somebody you would look up to uh, as being your inspiration if you want to play that mold where you're just yeah. you know battering the ball into submission a little bit and then you get your account going and uh, to be honest like yeah Hasib Hamid, I have seen him play good innings. Um, there's one against India he played in that test series um, where, where I thought he was actually taking the game away from India. Like I was afraid he was going to go on and hit a century and he got like 70 odd or something. Can't remember the exact score, but now he was he was good. So uh, we, we also have to, okay, let's let's also take into account that, you know, he is on a comeback trail, you know, he was thrust into the spotlight at a very, very early age against um, India, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember, honestly. Yeah, his, I think it's like test, deb- test debut was in India. And uh, yeah, he he took a blow on the hand from uh, Shami. And I think he, like, I don't know, he had some fracture in the finger or something. And then just went downhill from there because what is this fracture still around man <laughs> like those fingers um yeah like somebody made a comment about him looking like a mummy or he has more bandages than, <laughs> uh, was it at uh was it at Kerry O'Keefe yeah I guess so I don't know but like <laughs> it, was, it was when he uh, I forget it was it was it Warner or was it Labuschagne that um he went to get the catch I think it was maybe Davey Warner oh no hmm. maybe it was Travis Head oh uh, it was Travis Head. It was Travis yeah. Head. He flicked one on day three, and uh, the run the out, right? Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Hamid came in from the boundary, and it hit him on the hand, and it popped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, we both play cricket, right? It hurts. It hurts like freaking hell. Yeah. Oh, when you're when you catch the ball, especially if your hands aren't uh, aren't used to it, and the nerves are still there. Uh, <laughs> you know, it hurts like a bitch. But. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm sure it doesn't help with the catching to have yeah. all that bandages on 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 your finger. But but you took issue with the amount of tape he had, like, and Kerry O'Keefe just just you know exactly verbalized what you yeah. were feeling deep down. Okay, okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, 
Yeah, maybe we didn't talk about the state of the pitch and like yeah, England won the toss actually, right? So maybe taking a step back here. Mm-hmm. Um, so the pitch look, uh, I think I made the comment to you when we were watching. Uh, I couldn't distinguish the pitch from the outfield. It was so green. And England yeah. actually won the toss and decided to bat, which to me was bonkers. Um, I don't know what they were thinking there. See, I, I can't remember um, what a traditional GABA pitch looks like on day one. I remember like it being, get it, okay, it, it turning into a spinning track around day three or four, uh, maybe offering help to the spinners. But yeah, it was, it was kind of a, I don't know, like a, like a New Zealand kind of strip, not as green because sometimes New Zealand just roll out the Wimbledon pitch. Uh, on day one but um yeah um so that, that that could be the case but i mean mate when uh when you've got overcast conditions and you've got a green top i would i would imagine all your instincts must be screaming bowl first right like you've got you've got jimmy anderson and Stuart broad in the shed but you haven't picked them for this and yet you chose batting having seam and i don't know um mark will does he does he swing the ball a lot like i don't know he doesn't but like oh you already know that you know your opening pair pair struggle like whoever you put out there they've struggled and they don't have they're not riding on, on a lot of confidence right now mm-hmm. so to put them on a, a gab i know they just lost at the gaba Mm-hmm. the Aussies after you know what seems like an eternity yeah, yeah but still like you know their their record is beyond great at the GABA right so, so everybody think- would expect them to come back right yeah but do you think uh, England maybe just weren't flexible enough here in in this game do you think they kind of said okay this is our plan. We're going to look at the teams. I, I have no doubt they probably looked at um, the India game at the Gabba that um, ended the series before this, the last summer of Aussie yeah. uh, test cricket, the last game, I think. And um, they, they must have, I don't know, come up with some plan. And do you think they, they didn't, I don't know, like they, they didn't allow for any changes in that plan? Did they just That's- say, okay, that's the only thing that makes logical sense because they must have had like a premeditated uh, plan Mm -hmm. okay we're gonna bat first gonna put up a good score if possible and then give our bowlers a chance um but when you walk out there as a captain and look at that pitch um, you gotta trust your bowlers to to do the job Mm -hmm. Uh, i know they didn't have you know their two talismans have been playing forever broad and anderson I don't know why. Are they injured, both of them? Well, there was a scare about both of them. Um, but, uh, I mean, they were they were fetching drinks and stuff, so I know they weren't injured. There was were footage of them bowling in the nets, yeah. Well, at least Anderson was practicing. He was bowling, bowling for an hour, so. Yeah. Uh, definitely, I don't think you should play him for all five tests. Yeah. But, you know, five test series, you want to win the first test. That puts you on a great footing. To go okay. down one nil is uh, obviously less than desirable. I have I have a couple of points for you. Uh, one's a question. So you know how you mentioned. So you go out, you see a, a green top in Aussie, and you've got overcast conditions. Um, do you think um, uh, Joe Root, with his um, 
immense team of experts behind him, you know, all these guys who do stats and figures and whatever. Now, do you think they, they, they look back at that famous GABA test in, I think it was 2002, where Nasser Hussain in his questionable wisdom asked the Aussies to bat first and they ended up battering like 650 in the first innings and just batted England out into submission. Do you think that that still haunts the English quite a bit as like, there's a lot of things that haunt English bowlers Mm. in Australian on Australian shores, right? They've got the Mitchell Johnson ashes. They've got Steve Harmison's opening delivery um, or the opening over that Steve Harmison bowled in like 2006, seven ashes. So there's all these like PTSD kind of things um, that England have to always consider. Do you think that played any role in this weird decision to bat on a green top in an overcast day? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you would think, I mean, 2002, a long time ago, Joe Root, I don't even know. Was he like a child? <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's people around who must have watched that. And, you know, Warney and guys didn't forget. They were they were fucking talking about it. Like, oh, you yeah, know. Yeah. They're always going to bring it they up. Always right? They don't want you to forget. Yeah, maybe, but that does just seems foolish that you're thinking back to 2002. Like, that was a different, totally different generation, different squad. Yeah. Right? Uh, these kids don't remember that. I, I think I think some of them would I think Joe Root somebody like Joe Root would definitely know about it and I wouldn't be surprised if that was playing at the back of his head. Don't get the the toss wrong at the cap. You, you know I gotta say one thing. Yeah. In, in sports, you wanna have you wanna know your history, obviously, right? Being a being a student of the game is very important, yeah. right? But you wanna have a short memory, right? That's like true. if you do badly, which everybody does, even the greats, right? Uh, yeah they do badly at some point but they have a very very short memory they totally forget about it in the next game they're mm-hmm. out there again um having uh, remembering all your bad moments is just it, it hurts you mentally because you, yeah. then you, you lose that confidence yeah yeah no for sure yeah. and my second point was if you were the person in charge of uh, putting out england's team for the first test um you, you can only pick one. Who would you go for, Broad or Anderson, on this wicket? Oh, man. Um, damn. It's a tough one. You can only pick one. Well, okay, was this... Because I, I guess Anderson is a better... He's got more swing in him, right? He swings him more? Would you say? Yeah, 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 definitely. I don't yeah. think there's I mean, that's tough. cricket that swings it more. Okay, I mean, okay. Uh, I would keep it simple. Anderson, to me, is a better bowler, uh, slightly better bowler. Uh, I would put him in first. Yeah. Right? We want to put our best team out there. Um, so, yeah. Let's see. He, for me, I would personally have picked uh, Stuart Broad. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that there was not a lot of swing on offer when the ball got old either. So... Mm-hmm. I don't think the outfield was as lush as you would have liked for reverse swing. So I saw some early swing with uh, the new ball. I mean, I, I think we saw a lot of times it would pitch and then it would like swing after the, after going past the stump. So the keeper would, you know, have their work cut out for them. Um, but I kind of felt like the fact that they had um, David Warner back in the squad uh, at the top, a fit David Warner, I would kind of, you know, get a little Australian about selection. And I would definitely bring back the guy that's 
had the wood over David Warner into the attack. And I saw, I don't know about you, but I felt it was more of a seam than a swing wicket in general, like with the green grass on offer. Um, Hazelwood, Ollie Robinson all got a lot of seam movement. Yeah, yeah, it was Even definitely more of a... Yeah. yeah, I mean, Australian pitches or like, you know, uh, venues, they don't swing as much. That's, that's more, you know, England, uh, I guess New Zealand, right? So there's more yeah. pace, bounce, seam, right? It's bounce, mate. Like uh, the bounce was incredible, which is which is why I think I would have played Stuart Broad on this wicket because he does have that height factor. Mm-hmm. He's an incredibly yeah. tall guy for somebody that's been playing so long and been pretty consistent. Like uh, for his height, like you know, it's it's, yeah. it's good. And I would I would have definitely had him in my squad just for the seam and that extra bounce that seemed to honestly catch out a lot of England batters out. I mean. There was a lot of deliveries that kind of took the shoulder of the bat, you know, reared up a couple of times and kind of got nasty. I think yeah. um, one hit Warner to the point where he couldn't play anymore. I mean, not yeah, he got him in the ribs right? in the second inning. Yeah, he was gone. Well, they didn't need to. I mean, he could take, he could rest all he wants. Mate, he um, could have uh, he could have fucking rented a hotel and taken a nap for all. He did basically. Days. He didn't come out to the field. Um, oh my god must must be nice um okay okay okay. let's let's um okay maybe let me let me summarize here what happened so yeah milan didn't didn't really do anything joe root out for a duck wow okay i forgot about that Um, yeah yeah. nine balls out for a duck um ben stokes didn't play well first or second innings really yeah, Ollie Pope had a had a good uh, kind of Ollie Pope and Butler had somewhat of a rear guard action. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked the intent that Butler came out with. Um, yeah, but yeah, Butler is an enigma to me. He has so much talent. Yeah, but he doesn't seem to like he doesn't seem to take it to the next level. Like he scored thirty nine. He looked really good. You know, was very attacking, but then eventually he made about his average his average is what in the 30s and he couldn't take it uh, beyond that yeah i don't know mate like um joss butler and white ball cricket i mean this this man uh at the t20 world cup i was just i was like taken aback not not because of how how good he played i always knew okay yeah, this this guy this guy got talent but when he got going when he got into his zone of hitting uh, some of the cleanest swings I've seen this side of Liam Livingston and A.B. de Villiers made, like unbelievable hitting from Joss. He, he literally was teeing off at that T20 World Cup. It was, it was incredible. And yeah. I, think, I think what's interesting is all these wicket keepers now, they're all trained to kind of be batsmen. You know, I think Adam Gilchrist kind of broke the mold uh, for wicket keepers, but and yeah. I really think there's only like one keeper in, in in the world that's actually kind of cracking the code and going back to sort of the Gilchrist style of keeper batsman in test matches. And that'd be uh, Rishabh Pant. Yeah, I think uh, he has potential. I don't think he's there yet. He's nowhere near no, no, he's Gilchrist there, for yeah. me. But uh, I mean, Matt, he was hugely um, influential in the in the series against Australia, because uh, I think the Aussies were terrified of him. 
the yeah. way they were approaching him, it was like they don't know where to bowl to him because he was taking them all, all comers. And I especially remember because I watched the series um, during lockdown and stuff. Uh, mate, he basically went after he he made it a point to go after Nathan Lyon anytime he came on and he he got out to him as mm. well but that was his thing he was like gonna bat Lyon out of the game and you know I just didn't see Joss try to go after Nathan Lyon well this is a great point that you just made that we should talk about here so mm. thinking back to the India Australia series yeah the Indians were very much ready to you know, Australia is known for their, you know, quote-unquote banter, I just say. Mm-hmm. Um, the Indians are very much ready to go back at them. Like, Pant, he did not back down. He went after them, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, he, he got into always... their heads. And now, <laughs> I look at the England team, they, yeah. they're they very much squeamish, it almost seems. They're not willing to even look the Aussies in the eye. I didn't see one bowler, batsman, or whatever, talk back to, to the Australians and be like, you know what, I'm here. I'm ready to take you on. Um, they just seemed almost scared from the get-go. Which is so strange because the series versus India, there was so much going on with the English, like Ollie Robinson, um, everybody was in India. So Jimmy Anderson, I mean, Jesus. I mean, I know he's grumpy, but fuck, man, he was he was ready to like, you know, take a few heads off after he'd been dealt a barrage. And I, I, I don't know why they're being so nice to the Aussies. Like, uh, do you yeah. think what the, this is what uh, <laughs> David Warner described back in uh, the Mitchell Johnson ashes as uh, the English having the scared eyes? I, I, I gotta <laughs> say he's right here. I mean, what happened to Ollie Robinson? I remember him in the India series when he was playing India and yeah, oh, he, mate, he was snarling and stuff. Yeah. He was like, Fucking going after the Indian batsmen all the time, and to, which, to, to India. By the way, I'm India. fine with. Like, let's just be clear. Like as a as a fast bowler, I think that comes with the trade, right? Like yeah. you look at all the greats uh, back in the day. You look at you know. Murphy's. Uh, Murph- <laughs> <laughs> That's the person, obviously, that comes out of your mouth. Um, Kirkley Ambrose. Didn't and say I was anything. gonna go. I was gonna go for Alan Donald. You know, mm. uh, Stain, uh, but now Matthews. Uh, yeah, of course yeah. but like yeah those guys you know mcgraw mate mcgraw the king of fucking trash talk no yeah yeah he never backed down yeah. uh, warning I mean, that's why he's no, he's not even warning guy. like yeah he played that mental disintegration game probably better than anybody i think this is where they missed uh joffre oh, i can't even say his name. Joffre archer archer um <laughs> uh, i like yeah, to call him I, mean... I like to call him mr acha um, <laughs> yeah. from blood diamond from blood diamond yeah Stacha. a little bit of uh, sapho on that um, <laughs> anyway, Wait, like, I mean, we, do you think Jofra talks I don't think Jofra he doesn't talk very mild mannered he doesn't talk but he's got the intensity yeah that's uh, it not everybody needs to talk right not everybody's a talker but you gotta have the intensity you gotta let the batsman know that you're gonna come for him mate Jofra Archer seriously gives me some Michael Holding vibes you know like he's kind of got that silent but deadly thing about him where he's just like he he kind of ambles in and then he delivers like thunderbolts like i don't get it like, like the how? man doesn't look like he's barely he's like jogging in i know right like you see alan donald build up it's like a it's like a bullet train 
you know, speeding out of the station and you stand in this way, it's going to disintegrate you. And Geoff Roger kind of ambles in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going on my morning run. I haven't stretched yet. And then uh, kaboom, yeah. you know, just uh, made uh, like Smith and uh, Labuschagne felt the brunt of it. And it was it was scary to watch. And you just don't think a guy. He, he took out uh, Smith, right, with like a bouncer at some point. I can't I remember when, but that was, that was sickening, mate. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm never one to shy away from a bit of Aussie bashing uh, in cricket, but I mean, crikey, I didn't want to, I do not want to see that footage. Like, it's uncomfortable to watch. Like, I'm so glad yeah. they have all these new gimmicks on the helmets to protect the players as rightly they should. But uh, knowing what we know now, mate, it's it's absolutely. Um, yeah, it's 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 not fun to get hit on the no, helmet with a hundred and fifty mile, hundred fifty k thunderbolt. Yeah, no, and like you know, Steve Smith, obviously. Uh, yeah. Would you say I? Uh, I gotta say he's the best batsman in the world right now. Like, there's no way around that. I don't want to say it, but uh, <laughs> facts are facts here. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, mate, he's he's a freak, isn't he? He's he's just such a freak with his technique. His um. Like you said, I have to give credit where credit's due as well. Um, uh, full disclosure, the Aussies are not my favorite. <laughs> I think you already let the cat out of the bag there. <laughs> but I mean, I, I enjoy my cricket and, and I do have to say like, um, I, I play a bit of cricket on the side. So, you know, I'm not complete. Um, I have no proof of that. <laughs> yeah if you ever you know got out of your apartment you'd come down and you know oh i get out plenty man don't the whites maybe you'd, see maybe you'd learn a thing or two but um yeah mate uh steve smith mate, when he gets going it's it's kind of mind-boggling to see how somebody with this bizarre ugly looking technique almost just the the hand eye mate it's so good the hand eye wow yes like you would think he would be a prime candidate for how much he shuffles across the crease. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how is this guy not getting LB uh, yeah. you know, quite often? And, and does he get LB? I don't think he ever has, or very rarely. Or whatever. Never gets LB, never, never splices one up trying to play a leg side shot. It's just his hands, his, his hand eye coordination is absolutely stunning. Like mm. it takes miracles to get him out. Like once he gets yeah. going and he goes past like 50, he, he, digs in really well and then he can bat for days he's got that ability so it's not a short attention span where he's just flicking ball to the leg side with his technique no he bats for days you know and i don't know like uh, besides joe root and a very determined ben stokes maybe on the day i don't see anybody in england digging in for so long like especially uh, joss butler like joss butler no, no, I don't know, man. No. Like just going back to this guy, uh, he frustrates me in Test cricket sometimes because I'm like, mate, you can be, you can be an excellent keeper batsman. Like we know you are. Like in white ball cricket, it's just bizarre that he doesn't transfer it. Like, do you think? Let me ask you this: Do you think England are better off with Bearstow playing red ball cricket for England as a keeper, or do you think they like to keep uh, Jocelyn? hoping he goes Rishabh Pant on some of these test matches that he plays in. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen Bearstow do anything recently either. It's kind of a hit and miss with him. I'd probably keep Butler in the, in the hopes that, you know, he'll get some runs going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the very least. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Butler is the one to go with. But, yeah, they're both kind of mediocre at this point for test match yeah. cricket. Mate, it's the same. Um, yeah. It's the same issue as the openers, isn't it? Like, uh, can't 
who you're going to put in to open. They, they have same short, similar kind of like dilemmas at the top of the order and in the middle order as well. So it's not making things easier. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, this, that was just day one. Let's talk about day two here. God. <laughs> it got worse for the English, uh, believe it or not. Um, the good news is though, it, it gets over quickly. <laughs> yeah, real quick. <laughs> Okay, let me give you let me give you a breakdown here. Okay, let's talk about David Warner. Oh my um, god, man, is this guy the luckiest guy ever? Like, how many chances did he have? Was he a cat basically at this point? <laughs> I was fucking screaming, mate. Like, do you know one of those things where he he was literally giving his wicket away and they couldn't take it. Like that Ben Stokes thing was so bizarre. I'm sorry, I've I've watched a lot of Test cricket. I cannot believe. So here's here's what I'm talking about. Ben Stokes was was a judge to have gotten Davy Warner bowled on thirty something or less, I imagine, uh, off a no ball, and turns out all the four balls prior to that he was also he had also overstepped, but none of those were called. Now they have uh, they have the third umpire now constantly look at overstepping in Test cricket, and he didn't call all of them. And uh, I think Ricky Ponting made a great point about that, saying, of course, if you get called for a no ball, the next ball, you drag your foot back so it stays behind the line. Um, yeah, that... that... So, I have a question about that. So how does this work? So if you say you bowl like the first three balls are no yeah. balls, right? And the friggin' third umpire doesn't even tell you. So when do you find out? Well, that's it. Like, it's the third umpire's job to probably communicate to the on-field umpire to say, hey, flag him for a no ball. But I kind of feel like the third umpire figured nothing happened on these deliveries. So I won't interfere. Like, that's what I can come up with as to why. That's, that's ridiculous. Say anything. I mean, because the, uh, the other alternative is he wasn't looking, which is, I don't know what's worse. I don't know. Like, that just seems like a total mess. Maybe they need to revisit this. I don't know what the rules are there. Because um, obviously beforehand, you know, old school, the, the on-field umpire would just call it and you would adjust and be on your merry way. So so let me ask you this. How many how many times do you reckon Warner was Warner escaped with his wicket in that first innings? Like five? And five? Yeah. I got to say it was five. And then we're not even counting how many times they, they went past the, the outside edge here. The slip, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a couple of drops in the slips, if I remember correctly. Or oh, wasn't oh, it yeah. Burns that dropped Oh, in? he had a howler. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Rory, oh, man. Maybe uh, it's probably to do with his batting, man. Like, I when you have such a bad start, yeah. the confidence is just gone. Because that's, that's an absolute sitter, like. People could close, uh, like he could probably take that catch with his eyes closed most, most of the time. I probably did close his eyes, mate. And that's yeah. why he shelled it at the last minute. It's just, yeah, yeah, when it's not going your way, really, like, it comes down hard, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that, that hurt. That hurt because obviously Warner almost made a century. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. crikey. Um, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think your boy, uh, Davy Warner's back in, um, in, in good nick, mate. Like um, he had a great um, T20 World Cup, uh, going from you know disastrous IPL campaign for him and his team, and not getting um, picked basically in the last 
three, four games to sitting in the stands looking miserable. Um, I mean, he's a he's a divisive character, isn't he, Debbie Warner? Yeah, but yeah, honestly, he's very divisive, and maybe that's why I enjoy you know having him out there. I mean, I want him to be losing, but yeah, yeah, you, uh, you, you he makes it exciting, pick. you know. He gets um, <laughs> he's the villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he is a villain. Like especially with that mustache. When that mustache is gone, I wish he still had that. <laughs> it's no worry. Travis Head found it somewhere and um, stuck it on. Yeah, did like Warner just give him his own mustache? <laughs> Only one person yeah. at a time can the have loner. it. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Travis Head, the wow, case, uh, one fifty man. Man, uh, talk about uh, talk about confidence and uh, low confidence and uh, or no confidence and high confidence. What is up with Travis Head? Who is this imposter on the Aussie team dude. with the mustache? I know <laughs> uh, it's got to like, be his like evil twin, right? That's not Travis Head. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he had like yeah, a bit of a his his version of Slim Shady going on. <laughs> um, strike rate a hundred and two. Wow. What the fuck? That's a test match you're talking about. Do you know what? Like, I, do you remember a few days before I actually, you, you asked, you were asking me, oh, you know, what's good? And I was like, hey, by the way, do you want to watch uh, uh, Aussie domestic one day game? Uh, I hear Travis Head has, you know, slapped a double hundred and fifty over game. And it kind of, I kind of showed you what, what he was up to. You know, he's got a 150 in a test match yeah, now. I didn't take that seriously. I'm like, man, are you trying to waste my time here? <laughs> uh, but yeah, kudos to him. Like, I did not see this coming because normally he doesn't do rapid. shit. Yeah, rapid innings, man. Uh, uh, see, this, this, this is, I think this is exactly what you were mentioning about um, having a plan to the bowlers and, and going after them because... I mean, crikey, Travis Head went after um, the English bowlers, especially um, the spinners. Uh, I think, oh, oh man, that yeah. Jack Leach treatment. Oof. Felt bad for him. Mm. I really felt bad for I him. I mean, but the, 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 the bashing started with Warner and I think Marnus. Yeah. Right? Like, they went after him and then Travis Head just kind of carried on the good work. He had no answer. He, um, he didn't, if, it looked like, it felt like he didn't belong out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you think do you think Joss Butler should be kind of like you want Joss Butler to do stuff like Travis Head now, like what Travis Head played? Yeah, I mean, ideally he would uh, he would do something similar, but you know, mm-hmm. scoring thirty odd and then scoring one fifty two, it's totally different. Yeah, but that's what you would want uh, Head to, or sorry Butler to do. I I can see Joss Butler doing that honestly. Like, I I just don't know why it doesn't happen. I can actually see him doing this. Yeah, I mean, he's got the skills, as you said. He's got a clean, clean head. Like, it's like a golf swing. Mm, yeah, right? so good, mate. But uh, he can't build his innings. I don't know. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an awesome swing. But, you know, it, in test match cricket, it's just not just all about the swing. You know, it's about just, I guess, playing your natural game. And I think that's what Travis Head has discovered somewhere along the way. Because um, he was kind of lost against india i think they dropped him at some point did they yeah well i'm not ready to be like he's back you know he's uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. of he's course resurrected himself oh this is one innings well yeah. let's see what he does in the rest of the ashes uh yeah um but you know this is a great great start obviously yeah no 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 i i i hope he doesn't turn out to be a one-hit wonder you know i'm yeah. I, i'm sure he can do well yeah. start his own boy band with that mustache <laughs> oh man 
Yeah, probably a rock band with with that mo. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the Aussie code, mate. Like, um, I saw Maddie Wade do it at the T Twenty World Cup, grow mo, and um, you know, win gold. And I think uh, this is ominous signs. Uh, Travis Head's got the um, gnarliest uh, <laughs> mustache I've mm-hmm. seen in the Aussie team for a long time. This is yeah. like David Boone levels of, you know, uh, lip hair. Uh, it's 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 kind of it's kind of you know off putting, but at the same time you can't look away. I can look away. I can look away all day, man. <laughs> Never want to look at that again. Yeah, keep your helmet on. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Love it. Nice. Love um. It. Yeah. I guess that's the second inning. Stark also had a good cameo, 35. That I'm sure that hurt the uh, England mm. as well. Stark is the a worst thing, batsman, right? it's the man. fucking worst thing when you're trying to bowl out the tail and the tailenders get partnerships going. Like, mate, Aussie, Aussie tailenders can bat. I don't care what anybody else says. Like, probably the best of the lot in test cricket, I think. Yeah, both, both Cummins and Stark can, uh, are decent with the bat. Mm. I know Cummins only scored 12, but you know, he can bat. He's probably got like a whatever 20 odd average. Yeah. If I were to guess. Um, they play good shots, yeah. mate. They yeah. play good shots where you know with confidence. It's not it's not like other tail lenders who are just kind of fishing, you know. It's crazy, man. I, it's just hard to believe that uh, this team, this Aussie team, yeah, lost lost like a what a third string India mm-hmm. squad last year. That's uh, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I still can't. can't I think it's it. all to do, mate. It's all you're a hundred percent right. It's it's all to do with um, mindset and you yeah. know momentum. You know, you build momentum, you take it from strength to strength, and you just don't back down from a challenge. If somebody has a go at you, don't you know? Don't just you know? Just don't let them get inside your head, or you know, you do something to get inside their skin. You know, because like. I think you mentioned this about Rishabh Pant, like absolutely <laughs> just nonstop chirping behind the stumps, driving the Aussies mad. Like every time they get it was a, hilarious, you know, just every time he's like, he's so verbal. And I think as a keeper, you need to be verbal. And this is just something I have a bit of an issue with because I keep on occasion, you know, as badly as I do. Um, I, I notice sometimes how little the other keepers speak. Like I, I could hear Alex Carey to a fair degree, but you know, Aussie keepers. Um, but I mean, like Barely, some keepers man. just, I never really hear okay. them talk. Like who who's the most chirpiest keeper right now for you? Chirpiest keeper. Oh my God. Uh, I think, I think one of the chirpiest ones out there has got to be uh Mohammad Rizwan of uh, of Pakistan. Uh, I think he he yeah. does talk a lot. Like he just never shuts up. He's always like, "Come on, boys!" Da, da, da. He's doing his thing. Rusha punts another one, mate. Like just yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I don't, I don't think I could do that talking for that amount of time in cricket. Um, Quinton well, de Kock, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, your wicket keeper has got to be the I guess the primary. Yeah, I don't know motivator out there in the field. Right? Okay, how, how are we forgetting Matthew Wade, mate? Like this guy chirps nonstop. Like he's he's fucking amazing when he gets going. Like you know, mm-hmm. I I feel for him. I actually thought he might get an ashes seat, maybe, but like they've put their backing behind Alex Carey, which is okay. But yeah, 
yeah. he, he's done a great job like harry like i've been impressed yeah. with his keeping yeah. we'll see what he does with his batting but his keeping has been very very good yeah didn't any keepers come to mind when you think of like chirpy keepers right now is somebody maybe i'm forgetting oh man come on how are you forgetting the number one here you know what i'm talking about who is this Deguala. oh <laughs> <laughs> your boy oh come on man oh my uh, you goodness. you introduced me to him so he's obviously I mean, your he's boy just a he's just a you know he's he's a he's his own man isn't he <laughs> he's just one him. of a kind i miss him i gotta say yeah he's, that, he's that, the only reason i would watch a sri lanka match yeah i said it Jeez, man, savage. Um, yeah, he's he's pretty chirpy. I kind of I find some of his sledges really really funny. You know, like um, what what was that he said? Uh, <laughs> it was it was England, right? England were touring Sri Lanka, and Dan Lawrence came out to bat, and he was like, uh, "Hey, bro, can I have one of your signed bats? You know, you play some good shots. Maybe you can teach me." I was like, "That's <laughs> genius." Not that whole. If I'm him. Uh, the batsman i'm like is this guy being sarcastic or does he actually mean it it fucks with your head doesn't it <laughs> i i just still don't know <laughs> he's mate that's that's the kind of like entertainment i like from my test cricket i like a little bit of stare downs and a bit of verbals you know but i mean dude your keeper's got to be witty your keeper's got to say these things and um i'm all i'm all for it mate like i love witty stuff like ah well, I, I don't want to bring him up because he's had a tough time recently, but what do you reckon about, about Tim Payne's chirping? Team Yeah, Pine. that was good. It was good. <laughs> I love the back and forth that he had with Pant. Oh, man, that was hilarious, wasn't it? I'll take the missus to the movies. You can babysit. <laughs> what is it? Uh, what was he? He said something about him being a side captain or replacement Oh, no, captain. no. Um, Pant goes back at him and says, um, have you ever heard of such a thing as a temporary temporary captain? Yeah, <laughs> that was a great one. Savage. Oh, right. man, that was really, oh, really good. Bit of Nostradamus, eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was right, too. Um, Jeez. Okay, okay, let's yeah. get back to the second innings match. here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, third, day three, right? We have England, uh, second innings. What happened? Uh, let's see. Let me pull up the scorecard. So... Hmm. Yeah, they they started out better than their first innings. Yeah, yeah they did better. Yeah, Almeid I mean, stuck around, but didn't really do much. Burns uh, got thirteen more than he did last time. Yeah, uh, but again, really nothing significant. And then Milan and uh, Root, they yep. were looking good, man. They had a good day three. They had a fight back going. Right, 82 and 89, that's disappointing. I thought Joe Root was, uh, you know, when he gets a start like that, you usually expect him to, you know, convert that to 100 yeah. at least or go bigger. He's that good. Um, so the fact that he didn't, and he got out to Cameron Green, man, come on. Uh, yeah. No, I think it was a good bowling change. Like just, you know, bef- I think it was before the new ball was introduced and he just kind of, said to Cameron Green, you know, have a go. And I think it was first ball, wasn't it? First, yeah, Cameron Green's first ball. I remember because um, mm. they had the 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 Star Wars um, uh, section of the crowd come in and they were playing the the March theme on trumpets. And just as soon as their mics were cut off, uh, Joe Root nicked it. And I think it was the first ball of Cameron Green's uh, spell on day three. And um, yeah. yeah, I got I got to add something like a side point here. Yeah. I love the enthusiasm of the Aussie crowd. Like, 
they really seems like they're one of the maybe it's just the ashes but the crowds really come out for test cricket which mm-hmm. I, which i really really love i wish i hope it continues because you don't see that in every country yeah in most countries you don't you don't see it in india i mean indian fans are oh. more about like what t20 and odis um yeah it's sad yeah i wish i wish more more crowds would come out they're really enjoying themselves uh, having fun out there and- a- awesome atmosphere and and I, I'd also like to add, I think it's the same for the uh, for the Barmy Army. You're, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> because I mean, I've never seen a more enthusiastic type of crowd. Even when their team's losing, they're singing all these silly songs. Yeah, they're like they're guzzling beer. You know, just like the old. Maybe Aussie. that's it. Maybe that's it. They're just like yeah, half drunk. That's all the it, time. isn't it? Like I, I can attest for that. Being a Man United fan, uh, and ever since Sir Alex has left, uh, my beer consumption has gone up. I won't lie, yeah. but <laughs> I, I feel you know I feel just as passionate about my team today as um, as I did back in when we were you know on top. And um, I I empathize with the English supporters, mate. Like, uh, well, they're used to. It. I mean, come on, <laughs> losing in the Which ashes. Is more reason to <laughs> have some have some sympathy for them for because I mean, you know, crikey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it looked like they were gonna have a have a comeback moment or be able to maybe make this a game. Yeah, I didn't think they would win uh, at any point during this match. That not, I never thought that they were gonna come back and win. Maybe yeah. not even a draw. I thought, but maybe not, make it not competitive. No. Um, you know, you brought up an interesting point about Joe Root, which I didn't know, which is. Um, interesting and fascinating that he's never actually scored a century in australia yeah i think so i think so um maybe we should check that you know we don't want to uh, i'm pretty sure he because spread some uh, fake news right now <laughs> i'm pretty sure he hasn't because i was trying to look up you know when he was playing on 80 on day three i was like well how many ashes centuries does this guy have and i think the first search result was oh joru doesn't have any Australian uh, any centuries in Australia and I was like so I'm checking I'm on Wikipedia we can trust Wikipedia right oh sure mate like you know as much as you can um, as far as you can throw that's where I go to first um, yeah a bunch of centuries he's got 23 which is obviously amazing yeah uh, I don't see Australia on here nope nope see a nothing lot of England. Eh? no has he even scored a century against australia oh he has one well he has one century in australia no he's got more okay thank god i'm like you guys play all you play is australia um he's got three against australia it seems like but like none of them have actually come in australia yeah they're all in england or one in uh one in wales um that's that's australia right yeah (laughs) yeah i'm sure they have a wales in australia as well New South Wales might. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. New South Wales. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but see that to me, that's a big, uh, you know, missing piece for yeah. Joe Root to not have a century in Australia. That's that's crazy. That's mad, man. Because um, okay, let's 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 bring this up then, because I remember the English were famously going after. Uh, you know, 
uh, a cricketer of some repute. Yeah, I don't know what the guy's doing now, but I mean, you know, there's this guy, you know, used to play, well, still plays for India from, you know, time to time. And they were on and on about how he has never gotten runs in England and he can't face English bowling and the swing. Oh, oh, I know who this is. Um, it's, uh, Mr. Cowley. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's his name. I've forgotten all about him. You know, yeah, he's not I mean, too great these days. But I mean, then, you know, he went and he kind of fixed his technique and he, and he, you know, shut them up a little bit. But I mean, nobody talks about Joe Root like that. I've Dude. never heard this. I mm-hmm. can't believe it which is what was a surprise to me. I've never heard anybody mention this. And to me, that seems like a big hole in his resume. Mm-hmm. Right? To it not is. have a century in Australia. Like all the great, I mean, would you say that to score in a way test century, it's got to be, Australia has got to be one of the toughest places, if not the toughest place to do Wait, it. Let me, let me put it into context for you. Uh, Ajinkya Rahane has a couple of Aussie centuries, mate. Let's just put that out. Wow. <laughs> Damn, Joe Root, are you your, listening? Your, 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 your boy, one of your favorite uh, middle-order batsmen. Oh, yeah. So much, my boy. I wish he wasn't there. Well, I mean, but um, in the squad. He's, he's got a couple of uh, hundreds in Australia, if I remember correctly. Like, l- let that sink in. And yeah. Mr. Joe Root has nothing. And... Um, yeah, um, I, I, I'm surprised it doesn't get talked about more. Well, well, all I can say is if, you know, England is going to avoid, avoid, you know, getting whitewashed here, they yeah. just got to score some centuries. There's yeah. no way they have a chance. If Joe hey, but that's score. it. Like, don't you think the whole problem with the England team here is it's just Joe Root who, like, if well, you yeah, think about, nobody else. Yeah, he's the Jenga, he's the Jenga block that oh, makes okay. the whole tower fall. Ben Stokes, oh, we know what Ben Stokes can do, right? Yeah. But oh my God. he's just coming back. I don't know where he is right now, how he's going to play. Um, he didn't really do much in this test match. Um, so let's see. Let's see what he does. But obviously, you know, he can be yeah, yeah. a weapon, an X factor. Oh, right now, mate. Like he's just, he's still bowling no balls in his first thing. I think it'll take a while. He'll come into it quickly, but can't, can't load up on him. It's just without Archer, I think. It's just everything is on root, dependent on root and Stokes. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually happy they, they took David, David Milan back because um, I've heard the arguments about why he's not in the team and stuff. And I've been, I've been, I, I watched him the last time he was in Australia and I've watched the development since. And I think he's, he's, he's just about as good as the rest of them right now to, to be in the team. Like, yeah. He's not. He's not an odd inclusion. What do you think about um, how he played? Yeah, he got a decent eighty-two. He's yeah. looking good. Um, you think like yeah. he'll go on and he can be that third pillar for England to rely on a little bit? You know, he's got to step up. Yeah, he's. Uh, well, yeah. He, I would say he's their third best batsman, right? Um, Jesus, yeah, <laughs> yeah fucking hell yeah that that that's it isn't it like and he's played what 12 test matches 10 test matches yeah he's yeah he's got to step up oh, there's no way around it yeah okay he's, okay he's played 18 test matches never mind 18. okay that's still that's still twice that more yeah. what's his average uh hang on let me just bring this back up his test average is 29.6 sir okay yeah. wow yeah. Okay. I mean, only 18 matches. Yeah. 
All right, all right. Well, let's move on. Uh, we talked about day three, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Joe Rude, Milan had a fight bag. Look, uh, looks good for a moment. But then day four comes around, and you know Joe Rude and Milan both go pretty quickly, and then basically after that, it's a batting collapse. And Josh Butler had his whatever twenty three odd, um, but nobody else really came out to play. Nothing from Ben Stokes. Uh, nope. And yeah, basically it looked like uh, we were heading towards the innings defeat, um, but somehow they managed to. You know, stay in there, put up like whatever twenty run lead or whatever it was, and uh, yeah, we didn't have a day five, right? Um, Australia. No, 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 we didn't go to day five. That would have been tonight. Yeah, and then the man, like it was Australia. It was so disrespectful, almost like Australia didn't even send out their their actual openers. They sent out what Kerry and Marcus Harris. Yeah, Kerry uh, got out. Um, and uh, Marnus didn't even have to bat. Yeah, over. that's a luxury, isn't it? Yeah. You put your feet up, sir. Crikey. Yeah, easy. Just easy win for Australia. Didn't seem like they were ever in trouble. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, three, three Lions, England, they're going to have to make some major changes in their mentality, their tactics. I felt like they just got it. And even, they didn't even get any luck throughout this match. Oh man, what terrible was luck with the bowling of England and not getting wickets. I must have counted about 50 to 70 like occasions where the ball just it did everything it had to do, just there was no wicket on the end of it. It would, you know, just whiz past the off stump, whiz past the outside edge, just good bowling, just no end product. So I, I do feel like England have been a little bit unfortunate, but at the same time, in sport, you sometimes have to be good enough to make your own luck. I kind of always going to change like, things. Yeah. Right. Like how many times did the commentators go, Oh, why don't they bowl around the wicket? And not once did they mm. even try that. I mean, yeah. I, I don't get that uh, mentality where, you know, don't be so stubborn as to not alter your tactics every once in a while. Like, did we really see England employ um, kind of like the short ball tactics ever? Like did it for I think the first innings and the second innings, yeah. I mean, okay, mm-hmm. let's be fair. They didn't have time in the second mm-hmm. innings because there was like, what, five runs to win in total? No, nah, it was like 20 or whatever. They, yeah, they didn't need 20 runs to win. Yeah. But to me, this is it, right? If, I don't know, the commentators like, oh, some bowlers hate bowling around the wicket, blah, 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 or they're not comfortable. I'm like, that's a bunch of BS, man. You're an international cricketer. You should be able to bowl from both sides, right? That this yeah. is your full time job. Get used to it. Go out there in the nets and try it out. Uh, I mean, it's it's a five day game. You you need to have other things to try during. Yeah, you game. need different plans. Sometimes plan A doesn't work, and you got to go to plan B mm-hmm. or C or whatever. Right. That's this is why we love Test cricket because it's such a drawn out process that mm-hmm. you got to bring multiple things to the table. If you just stick yeah. to one thing and it's not working, you're going to get pummeled, which is what happened to England. <laughs> oh, mate. I I was so disappointed on um, the morning of day three. I actually thought Root and Milan wouldn't go that quickly. I was like, oh, at least they'll get 100. They might not put on a big total for Australia to chase, but at least, you know, they'll go out with 
some positives. Uh, at one point, I was worried um, England might get knocked over um, under the target that they had to reach. And I was like, oh, crikey, please don't let this be an innings thing. Like, it's it's going to be an absolute, um, it's going to be a disaster, for lack of a better term. Yeah, know? I mean, they uh, avoided total embarrassment by a whisker. 20 runs. Oh, uh, that close to innings defeat. And yeah, that would have been obviously okay, very me, embarrassing. On, on the 20 runs issue, let me ask you something. So do you think the giving a 20-run target is as bad as India getting knocked over for 36 all-out? No, I think the 36 all-out is worse, to be honest. You think so? Because, okay. yeah. I mean, technically, they gave them a target of 20. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously... We get 20 is, is pretty yeah. bad, but like 36 for one one innings. Oh, man, that was really bad. That was a low point. And we still, uh, they still won the freaking. Um, yeah, we gave them no chance after that. We said, oh, 63 all out. That's it. Australia's going to come, you know, sweep them under the rug. But oh, oof, how wrong we were. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. What a, what, that's a all time great test series. Um, oh, absolutely. Definitely. Um, I, <laughs> I, I never thought I'd see the day, uh, the GABA tour with Paul Knight. Like I remember it so vividly, um, yeah. insane test series, mate. every day, all I wanted to do was get to the hour when they would, you know, start the day's proceedings. I couldn't wait. And I've never felt like that about a test series in a very long time. And that's, that's what you want from your test cricket. You don't want it to be a foregone conclusion where it's like, Ah, well, here we go. This is the preceding order. This is what's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, this was, yeah, this was, this was not the start you want on your Ashes tour, mate. Like, ah, fucking hell. Yeah. That first ball was basically, uh, define the entire test match, basically. Yeah. It was kind of like, um, foreshadowing for the rest of the game. And I wish it wasn't. I really wish it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't really competitive, right? So, yeah. That was shocking, man. I mean, I, I'm still, I'm just having flashbacks to my reaction. I almost fell out of my chair. And I was like, oh my God, he's fucking got him on the first ball. Are you serious? I know. How often does that happen? Not very often. I think they talked about it. It's only happened like three times. Yeah, three times in total ever. It's crazy. First ball, golden mm. duck. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Um. What, do you, what did you think about Cummins's captaincy you know first time out how, how do you think he did i mean i think it's too early to judge i mean yeah he looked great he got a five for on 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 his captaincy uh debut i don't think um you know it's 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 affected his captaincy but then again it's just been one game so we, we can't say yeah. um what, what how he's going to fare as a captain going forwards but mate i think beginner's luck does happen a lot in test captaincy especially if you're captaining you know one of the best bowling attacks in the world and the best batting attacks at the at that but um yeah patty commons uh, I, I like him i i think he's one of the more um uh affable players in 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 world cricket like I've never seen him get nasty. He kind of lets his graph do the talking, you know? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I hope he does well. We don't see enough bowling 
uh, captains in test matches. Like I'm talking full-time bowlers, not yeah. all-rounders. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. That's, that's always been interesting to me. I always wondered why, why are there always more batting captains than bowling captains? Yeah. I, I don't know, mate. Like, um, I think we had this discussion when they announced um, Pat Cummins as captain is like, how many good bowling captains do you remember? And I think I only remember one or sure. okay, maybe two. Yeah. Actually, no, this three. was really, <laughs> I keep on going. Uh, I can think of three. Uh, okay. Wasim Akram, Imran yeah. Khan, and then uh, Courtney Walsh. Well, a lot of people would argue Imran Khan is more of an all rounder than a full time. I bowler. guess, I guess, but he was more of a bowler. Uh, he could bat a fair yeah. bit. Too. I mean, so I, could Wasim Akram, really. Uh, no. He could bat a bit. Not, not like Imran Khan could, mate. Imran Khan's got like 10 centuries and stuff. Pretty sure. Does he? Oh, yeah. He's, mate, he was fucking... He, I mean, as a cricketer, he was he's fucking amazing, man. Uh, Imran Khan... Yeah, I'm bringing it up. Let's look this up right now as we speak. Beauty of the internet, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Uh, Imran Khan, test match, 600s, mate. Wow. 600s, an average of pretty good, 37.6. Wow, wow. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, I'll didn't get that. enough runs. He played 88 games. He only got 3,800 runs, but I mean. But look at his bowling, man, 22.81 average. That's world class. Mate, he's he was beast with the ball, man. Like, he, But look at this. This is like genuine all-rounder category here we're talking about. 600s and an average, a bowling test average of 22.81. Strike rate's a little high, wouldn't you say? Like in bowling, I mean. Strike rate. Yeah, that's not bad. But it's a bit high for somebody with a 22 average. I mean, but uh, 22.8. I take it, man. Crikey. Um, 23 five wicket hauls, man. That, wow. dude, 10 six wicket, uh, sorry, six 10 wicket hauls. Yeah. Let me, um, you can hear my typing, I'm sure. Let me bring up um, Wasim Akram's profile. Yeah. Let's see what so he's yeah. done. I don't know. I remember Walsh and Akram. That's, that's like bowling test captains. That's yeah, all he's that not. What, Wasim Akram actually has three test centuries. Does yeah, he? Would you believe it? Yeah. What? 750s, three test centuries. Not as good an average, 22.64. Um, wow, this is surprising. Wow, actually, Wasim Akram doesn't have as good an average as Imran Khan in bowling. Is he twenty three um, something? Yeah, he's twenty three point six two, and he's at, he's got a worse strike rate. He's got fifty four point six. Wow, that's surprising. Um, yeah, huh. interesting. That's interesting. Hey, I don't know if you remember. Um, if you if you remember this guy, but do you remember uh, Merv Dillon of West Indies? No, no. So Merv Dillon was, um, I think he was from Trinidad and Tobago, and he was like the considered the last of those great generation of Windies fast bowlers. For some reason, I don't know. I I could be completely wrong here, but I think he might have been Windies captain at points. I'm not sure if he was just standing for. Lara and whoever was captain at the time, but it's possible maybe he could have been captain in a few test series. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So you, sure, you're just saying he's just another him. test bowl, uh, bowl, bowling captain? I would imagine so. I just can't remember if he actually captained in test matches. Maybe in a couple of ODIs, like a stand-in for Walsh or Lara or something. I could be totally wrong, you know, so yeah. feel free to school us in comments. Yeah, I guess the, the only thing I can think of why you there's been less bowling captains, it's always hard to decide, hey, when should I bowl myself? versus somebody else 45 overs from one end eh? yeah (laughs) just go forever but i don't know has there ever excuse me has there ever been a spinner that's been captain like for a long for a long period of time a spin bowler who was captain uh that was dan vittori ever test captain not really okay uh oh kumle was Anil Kumble? Barely for, uh, again, I, that's the first one I thought of, but he, okay. he barely did it. Yeah, Warney captained a few ODI games, I believe, but never tests. I don't think so. I could have seen Warren be, be the captain. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why it never happened. Probably, um, I mean, it's, it's obvious, but I think it's probably off-field shenanigans, mate. Like, uh, if we had the internet back in the day, like we do now, like, Warney would be... Like, yeah, he'd be slagged off every single time. I mean, he's getting slagged off now. What is he doing now? <laughs> oh, you know, the, the regular stuff, you know. He's, he's infamous for, you know, uh, being, uh, what's the polite word for it? Uh, being a bit of a, you know, womanizer and stuff. And there's oh, always okay, yeah. unsavory stories about gambling and you know yeah whatever i don't care about kind of like tabloid nonsense that you and i both kind of fucking look down on but you know with with twitter what it is and social media today like i think even warney would have a tough time keeping his game in check mate like that stuff that's a catch yeah everything gets out just ask a team pine (laughs) oh man oh man i want to pour one out for the poor guy jesus yeah i don't even know what happened there but um, spin bowlers that were captains, that's a good topic. Uh, I can't come up with any, really. Um, yeah, I can't think of one, honestly. Uh, besides Kumble, really. Maybe we need to go back, you know, beyond uh, our, our years and look, I don't know, like 70s and 60s and whatever. Do you reckon Richie Bennett was ever captain? Like, I mean, but he falls into all-rounder category okay. again for okay, me. Okay, Google, you got to save, save us again. <laughs> Um, yeah, spin captains. I don't know, man. Um, nothing, nothing really popping into my head. Uh, oh, here we go. Top five captains who were also spinners. Hmm. This this website looks super shady. Shady sports <laughs> sports skeeda. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, and they have what they have Kongle as their crikey. What are you picture? Okay, Anil Kumble. What else we got? Okay, who's number four, man? Okay, can I go next? Ah, this website sucks. Oh, all they got is ads. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) I'm out of here. So what? They had Anil Kumble and three ads <laughs> as spinning test No, it captain. says number five, Anil Kumble, and I'm, I'm looking for the next button or number four, and you just keep on uh, scrolling. All you get is ads. Jesus. State of these websites, honestly. Yeah, I guess there aren't that many, man, because 
Even the internet can't answer this question for me. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll we'll leave it open in the comments for um yeah, somebody anybody else who help us out it. here. <laughs> um all right. Uh did you have any other topics? I think we covered most things here. Um not 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 in particular. I mean, um Oh yeah, I'll mention one. England Did collapsed. You, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, England played, England collapsed. Um, unexpected uh, Aussie source <laughs> scores runs. And um, yeah, captain of Australia does well. Uh, let's see what happens. Um, predictions Please. going forward, Mr. JP? Well, hold on, hold on. Let, let's, two hold topics, on. two more topics, and we'll, then we'll go to predictions, and then we'll call it. All right. Um, let's make this, we can make this pretty quick here. Uh, Stark's ring finger. See that bothered me. Mitchell um, Stark's ring finger. Uh, or that it, the ring. Give that us a had. little bit of uh, background here, if you would. So, uh, if anybody paid attention pretty closely or was watching, uh, Stark is left. He's a lefty, obviously. He had a ring on his ring finger while he was bowling, and I've never seen a bowler. Correct me if I'm wrong here. If you remember somebody who has. I've never seen a bowler that's had a, a a ring on while bowling, and I'm like, why do you have that on? It's just all the the skeptical side of me, the um, um, conspiracy theory side of me is going off. You know, my head uh-huh. is just blowing up with the thoughts here. Like, why do you have that on? Why do you need that? Why isn't the umpire telling you? Especially after Sandpaper Gate, all yeah. the things that went down after Sandpaper Gate. Yeah. Why do you have yeah. that on your finger? I'm just wondering. I'm just asking. Yeah, and so here's the thing. I I I saw I saw what you meant because you pointed it out to me uh, over text. Like, what's he fucking got on his ring finger? Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's me. But um, I think I think it's I think it's a silicone ring. But at the same time, I also understand the uh, the the concern because uh, I'm I'm totally with you. I don't think. Um, like cricketers should be around allowed to have um especially if you're bowling allowed to have like i don't know a watch a shiny bracelet or jewelry on you um i don't know yeah, you shouldn't I, be wearing anything to be honest yeah i, I know the windy thing in sports mate you're not you yeah. shouldn't be wearing like uh jewelry on field like they, they used to do in football uh soccer back in the day they would have like bracelets taped up and you, stuff you've up. lost all all you know Wendy's fans right now <laughs> yeah um Wendy's with their beautiful gold chains which again mate i i don't think that should be kind of like i, I wouldn't say proper but i'm i'm not i'm it not a fan cool. of wearing that stuff it's very distracting uh, to you because um no, no, i love it I, yeah <laughs> it looks ultra cool <laughs> And, oh, man. You know, um, only, I think ones that can there's only the Windies who can pull off that look, mate. Um, it would look ridiculous if um, somebody uh, somebody else tried. I mean, uh, Hardik Pandya might do it, you know, what he thinks. Nah, nah, he's a faker. Um, <laughs> I'm buying it. You're not black, mate. Get over it. <laughs> You're not from the black side. Yeah. Uh, no, what I was going to say uh, is that, you know, you know how the Aussies, they hand out on their, on your test uh, debut, you get a, a green hat or whatever, right? Like the Windies, uh, they like to hand out gold chains. Uh, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be the best, wouldn't it? Oh, I, would, I would so make that uh, a thing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, right? Like, oh my gosh. 
yeah that would that would be pretty unique um because like um i don't know mate like i think every country should have its own kind of tradition of what they had for test uh, debuts you know um aussies would just end up having handed mustaches to people right yeah yeah no i was gonna ask um what was the question um predictions right no no, no about sorry about about just going back to this um uh, the Mitchell Stark thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So even even silicone rings are are no go for you, right? Like even though it's like rubber, you're just not. Let's just not give that. Uh, you know, it just opens up all these questions. It opens up a Pandora's box. Is it helping embolden in some way? Is it providing some sort of stability? Yeah. Um, I don't know, right? And with the history there, there's no way I would allow that, and because it just looks weird. Yeah, well, it it looks. It, it, it's he doesn't mean the uh the <laughs> he doesn't mean the aesthetic it just no, means no. it looks fishy yeah yeah no, yeah because like i i noticed like you know a lot of the aussie boys um i mean just bowlers in general i should say not just the australians but bowlers are very particular creatures about you know how the ball the new ball feels to choose a ball and all this stuff so they're very integral to the the, the process that goes on um of selecting you know, the ball to start with and all this. So they're very close to the ball. And I think your point is regarding that. Am I right? Like, yeah, I guess so. It's yeah. I don't have any specifics, obviously, right? Like maybe it's not doing anything and it's just there. Um, but I wouldn't take any chances. If I'm, if I'm officiating here, you're taking that off. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway. I don't know if you remember um, one time, uh, I think, who was I think it was uh it was Dean Jones and won some ODI series, some white ball series against um some tri series against Windies and stuff. And um the umpire uh he Dean Jones asked the umpire if Curtly Ambrose, who was bowling to him at the time, could take off his uh white sweatbands on his wrists on his bowling arm. And I remember that caused a bit of a stoppage and a little bit of uh few roar from ambrose and uh, i think ambrose went on to take man of the match so like you know um yeah um this is a good segue Uh, yeah so i wanted to before we go to predictions here for the next test let's talk about who won man of the match oh yeah i don't know who won so oh it's travis head oh so travis head won man of the match yeah so uh, do you think that's right do you think he deserved it yeah, I mean, because I, I kind of feel like he was instrumental in in, in stitching up the uh, the good work that was started by the Aussies. I think he kind of just added the finishing coup de gras on it with that monster 150 that he made because yeah. he didn't get out till the next day, mate. Like he just kept on going for a long time. Yeah, I think that, I think it's, it's the right decision. Initially, I was thinking maybe Cummins. Take a five week uh Pfeiffer. But yeah, I guess uh given the heads, uh you know, this is an this is a kind of a, an outstanding innings from him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he deserves it. And he did it really quickly. His strike rate was crazy. Right, so. Yeah, I mean uh, look, I, I'm always in favor of um appreciating the work fast bowlers do because it's an absolutely thankless job. And um Mate, Pat, Pat or bowlers in general in these days. Yeah. 
made Pat Cummins just um, he's um, he's a workhorse man, and uh, he's just been so consistent. But I kind of feel like yeah, first innings five for versus you know the one fifty that kind of. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's go to let's go to predictions. So, test number two. When is that? I think we might have lost AB. Just, just he's oh. he's awesome, isn't he? Like we lost you there for a second, AB. Uh, what were you saying? Um. Yeah. No. We have a uh, we have some wins. <laughs> going around it's really howling outside my window ah, okay a couple of times we've had a bit of uh the light the light is the electricity is kind of flickered and gone off no i was just saying um yeah uh pat Cummins is just the go-to man for australia like he usually seems to make stuff happen so he's been very consistent and you know either or works for me but um yeah the the quickness of travis heads travis heads uh hundred that yeah that'd do it for me absolutely yeah that makes sense all right it looks like uh, you know technology is uh, starting to give out on us so let's <laughs> let's make this quick let's talk yeah. about um the um predictions for test number two which is what a week away uh yeah for... where's that one i think it's at the adelaide oval if i'm not mistaken okay um let's see this quickly yeah it starts December 15th and we are at the Adelaide Oval. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think? What, what do you think is going to happen? Ugh. I don't know, mate. Um, uh, momentum's with, with Australia going in. Um, so I'm expecting a tough game for the English, but um Let's keep in mind it's going to be a pink ball test here. So oh, man. I feel yeah. like, yeah, the odds kind of get a little bit more evenly distributed. Uh, no, it, 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 it helps now. Australia. I think they've got an amazing pink ball record in test matches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, so England are fucked again then. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if just bringing in, what is he, 39 years old, Jimmy Anderson, 40 something? Crikey. Just bringing him in doesn't. He, you know automatically mean like so yeah. do they need to I, I know like yeah they're definitely going to bring in anderson if he's fit yeah um do you think they need to change their opening opening partnership here or stick with it i think they might stick with it mate like in hopes that i don't know it's a pink ball test maybe something changes with them i think they're going to stick to it because it's it's england if one thing i know about them they're all about let's keep let's keep the the core together let's keep that stability you know i think uh, i think that's what they'll they'll be going for so um yeah that's what i'm thinking i, I, I would stick with it, even though they didn't do well but you, uh, you want to totally break their confidence you got to give them another chance right so yeah of course Plus, like who's 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 waiting in the in the background here who's going to come in um, I haven't honestly even looked at um, <laughs> the rest of England squad. I mean, you've got Zach Crawley, you've got Dan Lawrence. Ah, crikey. And that's it. That's literally it in the batting department. Um, yeah, that's weird. We just have a couple more standbys. I could have, oh no, 
there, there you go. There, uh, you've got Johnny Bairstow. I, I was like, I could have sworn I saw Johnny B somewhere in the background. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw him there out there. Too. He's hard to miss these days. <laughs> oh, below the belt, man. Below the fucking. Belt. No, he looks good. He looks good. Man. He looks uh, strong. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's he's become very um, stout. Yeah, I don't know if that's the word. Yeah, he's become a you know bit of a. Uh, <laughs> a heavyweight uh, a fighter, you know, he's got that thing about him now. I hope it looking, you know, converts into uh, some batting form because, my God, this England team looks wafer thin right now, mate. Like, uh, Zach Crowley, Dan Lawrence uh, in the background does not fill me with confidence if somebody were to get injured and they have to come in and play. Yeah, no, no. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Uh, I'm going to be watching nonetheless. Uh, um, do you think Aussie is going to stick to the same team or they're going to ring in a couple of changes maybe? I mean, why would you change anything here if it's working? Unless you want to rest people yeah. and you're like ultra confident. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I wouldn't change it and stick with the same squad, winning squad. Mm-hmm. It, just, it was um, clinical, clinical from Australia. Yeah, no, it was... I mean, the Aussies always seem to get it right against uh, the English at home. And um, let's just face it, like Gabba is not a good venue for uh, for England to go play. Or anyone, really. Jeez, uh, <laughs> man, honestly. Um, uh, but, oh, mate, all, okay, what do you expect out of the rest of this series? Not just the next game. Like, what are you expecting yeah, man. going forward? Like, just misery I don't know, for England. Like, it just seems like misery for England. <laughs> Unless... See, they're missing their. If the, if they had, you know, Archer, I would say they they have a chance, but they don't have him, and I don't see anybody else really taking it to the Aussies. Yeah. Ben Stokes, uh, yeah, maybe if we see the Ben Stokes of old, uh, they might, you know, make it competitive. Win. I still think they would lose. Yeah. But right now we're looking at they might get whitewashed, or four one or something. Or four now or something. Eesh. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not that's not pleasant reading uh, or listening for any um, for any England fans. I mean, I think I think Ben Stokes might need to have the series of his lifetime if England were to stand any chance um, of 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 holding on here because like yeah, some of these other guys need to have a series of a lifetime as well, and I just don't see that team chemistry in England uh, right now. They're not. They don't have that swagger about them, you know. Throwback uh, to the 2005 uh, Ashes squad, you know. Those guys had some swagger. I don't know where yeah. it came from. I don't know why it suddenly came around at that time. But I don't know, mate. Like, with this England team, uh, it, it doesn't make sense that they're kind of very, very good at white ball cricket. They're the f- they're fucking 50 over champions. Um, hey, the Aussies but- are T20 champions. Yeah. yeah, and you know England didn't do too badly at that World Cup either. They played pretty well. Uh, I think they could have been in the final, but I don't know how it how how it all falls apart. They look like they have very little confidence right now. Yeah, they they look scared. Or sum it up, <laughs> the scared eyes. <laughs> they got the scared eyes. Like David Warner has had such an impact on your life, eh? Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> many ways. Anyway, England, buck up here. Give us, give us something to cheer for, man. Like, give us a series. Uh, hopefully, 
Yeah. All right. Oh, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what happens. I think we'll wrap it up here. It was it was pretty fun. Uh, even though England didn't didn't do well, dominant performance from Australia, we still enjoyed watching it. I think. What do you think? It was a lot of fun, mate. Um, I'm always hungry for Test cricket. Like, uh, I'm so glad to be having the Ashes back. Um, yeah, can't wait to the next Test match. I don't know what I'm going to be watching. Uh, probably probably going to find a Test match that's being played um, between Pakistan, and Bangladesh. I think. Oh God. You know? Get on into some of that, that much. <laughs> yeah. You're on your own for, for that one. Um, Schmutter. All right, guys. Uh, this is fun. Uh, we'll catch you later. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, stay safe out there, and um, we'll catch you guys soon. All right. We're out. <laughs>